0: everyone. Here on Women of Color in Business, you will find your tribe of brilliant and bold women of color entrepreneurs. Our goal is to expose you to the concept of being a brave, successful entrepreneur while prioritizing your wellness throughout your journey. On this podcast, I will interview fantastic women of color entrepreneurs in all stages of business. This platform will also provide you with mental health solutions, great meditations, affirmations, small step tools for creating great habits, and a whole lot more. Our total focus is to inspire and assist your success journey holistically and in wellness. Thank you for joining us today and choosing to learn and grow with us. Women of Color in Business is sponsored by Saver Living. Saver Living produces a bold, beautiful, and holistic self-care box for individual purchase, subscription purchase, as well as servicing entrepreneurs and corporate wellness programs. Okay, welcome everyone. Today we are joined by another beautiful black woman in business who has been so gracious and willing to share with us her journey, her um, insights and how she keeps her business going. So I know we're gonna learn a lot today. I'm gonna start by giving her the opportunity to introduce herself and tell you about um, her business.
1: So thank you so much again, Lynette, for having me. I'm so excited to be here today. Uh, (laughs) My name is Kristen Elizabeth Funderburg. That's where I get Lizzie from. It's handed down, that name was handed down to me from my great, great grandmother. Um, So yeah, so that's where I got the name Lizzie's On Natural Products. Believe it or not, I actually started my business as Lizzie's Laundry detergent because that was my first product. I started making laundry detergent uh, my senior year of college because I have eczema really bad. And it, three reasons. I was a broke college student, right? <laughs> um, and also, I, um, you know, was just spending so much money, you buying so many lotions and creams and laundry detergents, and everything was breaking me out. Like everything was making me. Ah. And I was just over it. So I had a little free time on my hands. So I did some research, and um, and then it just kind of went from there. Mm. Um, that was back in 2014, and I actually got serious about my business in 2017. So that's when I changed the name of the Lizzie's All Natural Products. And we um, began to develop products for people with eczema and sensitive skin.
0: Okay, beautiful, beautiful. So, well, let me start by saying that a name of your company, Lizzie, you said comes from your middle name, Elizabeth. But as I share with you, that's also my mother's name. And I have Mm -hmm. a sister named Lizzie. So as soon as, and that's what drew me to looking into your company, actually, because I saw your company's name and I was like, oh, let me see what this is about. It must be something I need to connect to. It has my mom's name. So, and I'm so glad I did. So Absolutely. thank you for sharing your, um, how your business started. And, and I think like with most entrepreneur companies, it started from a need, a need yes. that you had, that you were trying to feel, and then it grew into a business.
1: Absolutely.
0: Okay, now how long have you been in business, Christine?
1: So we've been in business for we just celebrated our six-year anniversary uh, oh, this past July.
0: Wonderful, yes. past that five-year mark. Yes, <laughs> um, so important. grateful.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> wonderful. So, in starting your business, um, when you went from when you went into making the laundry detergent did you fund that personally or was it a a big investment or did it just start gradually?
1: No, I actually started, um, that from money that I had, um, the first batch it took, I brought about maybe $40 worth of material and thinking I'm just getting it just for myself. Uh You know, um, I was just planning on making this for myself. I wasn't planning on selling it. I was just tired of spending money on, commercial products. Gotcha. So then I, I was living with some roommates at the time and they were like, oh, you just think about selling it oh, I'll buy some from you, you know? And that's when I was like, oh, okay. You know, <laughs> I would like to make some money, but I didn't think about that. So honestly, I didn't even know that grants existed or anything like that I thought I needed a lot to get a big loan and I was like you right. know what I'm just gonna start from what I have and and it just kind of grew from there now I did get some um like once I you know kind of got going I entered a pitch contest and won a little bit of money for my business it was like a thousand dollars so it helped with you know some expenses helped me right. get my website developed small things like that okay
0: Wonderful, wonderful. So as your business has grown over these um, six years, tell us a little bit about your journey. Um, Has your team expanded from just you from that time to now? And if so, how did it expand and what um, brought upon that expansion?
1: Yeah, so I'm so grateful that it's not just me anymore because I was literally doing everything yes. from shipping, manufacturing, cleaning, organizing, going to vendor events, packing, setting up, just everything marketing, customer service. Um, so I I was really um, blessed to have this opportunity here in my city with the Urban League. Mm -hmm. And every summer they provide like interns for small businesses and the um, the Urban League actually gets a grant and they pay the interns to come work at small businesses. So we've been doing this for about three years now. And the very first summer that we did it, I got two phenomenal interns and one ended up staying with me part-time she's still uh-huh. with me it's going on three oh, years wow. <laughs> and um and then also I have my sister-in-law that helps me she helps me do a lot around that around I thought around the house <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> around the shop <laughs>
1: uh-huh. she doesn't do a lot around the shop and um so she helps with mostly shipping customer service um you know she holds down the shop when I'm not there and I need to go to a vendor event on a Saturday her and um my other intern then we have one other Um, uh, a young lady we just hired to do vendor events like locally for us okay so basically um if I have two events in one day which I try to do two or three events in one day and it was terrible (laughs) terrible i was just exhausted right right you know it was a good day it was just really tired by the end of the day so i was like you know what let me ask for some help and then we also have um one other person that helps with our soap and candle making classes and we have them once or twice a month
0: okay all right wonderful so um as your business grew It seems like you added on more people to feel the need and to, as you saw, you needed to be in two places at one time.
1: (laughs) Yes, absolutely.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. So you talked about your um, soap and candle making classes. Tell us a little bit about that because I'm very interested in hearing about that because I feel things like that, hands-on activities that are creative are so good for our mental health too.
1: It really is. And honestly, I just have so much fun like making our products and so many people ask me like oh like what goes into it how do you do it you know things like that so I'm like wow well, let me you know kind of teach people the basics and it, they can take home a creation of their own because it's something about creating something and then taking it home to use it or seeing yes. it displayed somewhere it just gives you that sense of wow I did that or yes. you know whatever it is whether it's something you're painting or the soap you're making, a candle you're lighting. Um, you know, I just love those type of personalized feels. So, you know, individuals will come take our classes and really get, we get um, hands-on instruction. We have um, appetizers and yeah, it's fun. Everybody leaves with six bars of soap.
0: Oh, and wow, six bars. Yes. Oh, that's
1: beautiful. six bars. Yes, six bars. Yes.
0: And how long are your classes in terms of time frame?
1: usually two hours
0: okay wonderful yep wonderful i like that that's one of six bars so they get to really um enjoy something they made with their hands for a long time
1: yes beautiful yes absolutely so if we're doing soap and candles it's usually Uh about two hours if we're doing just soap or just candles one of like it's just about one hour it depends on like what we're doing
0: got you got Mm -hmm. you Okay. (laughs) Wonderful. So in getting your business started, what would you say was your greatest challenge to get it going in the very beginning?
1: Um... Finding customers, finding people that also like believed in my mission, believed in the goal I was trying to achieve, you know? And also um through through that I realized that everybody is not your customer, but those people that are your people will gravitate towards you. And at first when I first started, I was getting I got so discouraged sometimes. Like when I would go to events and people would, you know, walk by my table or pick up stuff and not buy, but now I understand understand it because everybody's not going to buy it from you so that was um, one of my one of my hardest struggles i can remember my very first vendor event i spent 25 dollars on the table i left with a nine dollar profit everybody else around me was like selling stuff and making oh. money I was like all right hey i am over here so yeah wonderful
0: wonderful and that is a, that's, uh, sometimes a tough lesson to learn because part of being an entrepreneur is you are inspired by what you do and you kind of want everyone to love it as much as you do. You know, if I tell you about it, you're going to just love it like you're going to see it. You're going to love it. Right. You're going to want it. So it is a tough lesson to learn that everyone's not going to love it. But to your point, the right people will because... And one of the things that kind of solidified this for me and my experience is when you look, when you go to any store and let's say you're just looking for body lotion and you can find on the shelves 20 to 30 different kinds of body lotion, not one, but 20 or 30 different kinds. And I just tell myself there is a customer for each one of these lotions, you know, when you would think, well, maybe why can't we all use just one? Because we have different needs we have different desires and we gravitate to different things. So if 30 different body lotions can exist in the market and be profitable, then what you have, that's different, can too. You just need yes. to, like you said, find the people that find value in what you're doing. Yes. So how did you go about finding those people or how did that process unfold for you?
1: That's a good question. I think that along the journey, you kind of pick up on who your customers are. And along the journey, your pitch also becomes stronger and better Uh and shorter. Okay. Uh (laughs) So I remember uh, people will come to my table. I would give them the whole rundown, talk their ears Uh (laughs) off probably. (laughs) And, um, you know, just along the way you kind of know who your customers are how to approach them how you know to interact with them um you you kind of i kind of i'm i feel like i'm so aware now that i read body language i already ah, know
0: who's mm-hmm. going
1: to be engaged uh-huh. who is just going to like you know pick up something oh that, yeah that smells good <laughs> oh I'll be back you know it's fine you know but I, right. I can kind of weave them out and it's okay but along the way you'll know who your target customers are and you just kind of keep pouring into them keep and th- along the way they'll tell other people about you you know you'll those other people that are supposed to be in your um in your in your village will buy mm-hmm. from you they'll connect with you they'll interact they'll watch some mm-hmm. people will watch and watch and watch until they. They buy in, right. um, so yeah, you just have to really be patient and aware of who your customers are.
0: Okay, now and let's talk about marketing for a minute. When we look at marketing for your business, have you find have you found that there's any particular um, form of social media that works best for your business as far as getting results and sales? Um, because I know in some forms, people may interact a lot but having that interaction turn into sales is a totally different process so have you found anything that works best
1: yeah so honestly i know you said one but if i had okay if i had to choose one to be instagram but really okay. instagram and facebook are like okay. my two best my two favorite social media channels um i think that instagram and facebook are my two favorite social media channels just because of the way that they talk to each other um they communicate in a way where you can post on facebook and it shows up on instagram or vice versa you -hmm. can run an ad on facebook and it feeds through instagram you know it's just kind of one of those two for one deals okay so yeah i would i would say that and also people really underestimate pinterest I love Pinterest. Pinterest okay. is very valuable. Um, I've ran ads on Pinterest and did pretty good on there.
0: Oh, good. Good. That's a very good um, resource for our listeners. Check out Pinterest.
1: Yes. Okay.
0: Wonderful. So you said you fund, you self-funded your business when you got going and you won one grant that was oh, yeah, $1,000. Besides that, have you continued to self-fund your business?
1: So yes and no. Okay. So um, now I, the business is, so let me just tell you like a, just a, a really short rundown of what, of what happened. Yes, yes. What's happening. So when I first started the business, I self-funded that, but that was just to kind of get started. Okay. Um, I worked my full-time job for about three and a half years Put money aside, um, you know, invest into my business every single month until I got to the point where I was just like, you know what? Let me jump out on faith and, you know, um, and really do this. So before I did that, I made sure, you know, I had different things in order. I had like a whole game plan. Okay. However, that money that I saved in order to leave my job, um, I also poured. In, I poured some of that into my business just to kind of. Um, you know, buy extra inventory and materials for a few months. So I wouldn't have to really worry about anything for a few months. So right. that really helped me jumpstart into like really getting into figuring out how to pay myself and mm. uh, the savings part and all of that. So October, 2021, I left my full-time job and now I do this full-time, but I also apply for grants. Okay. Um, I do um, loans sometimes through Shopify, Okay. So a lot of people think, and I was one of these people, I thought that you always had to go to a bank for a loan, but right. certain, um, certain like website hosts, I know uh-huh. one of them, they will, depending on like your, um, your record with them. Like, are you, do you pay them on time? Do you, you know, do they see orders coming in, things like that? They'll offer you loans oh, and wow. they, you can pay them back through your daily sales. So Thank I've you. gotten a few Shopify loans and also grants. I apply for grants all the time because that's oh, what wow. I you know how to pay back. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah.
0: Wonderful. So what is your favorite source for grants? How, do, how do you find your grants?
1: Whew, well, I follow and I am subscribed to a lot of different like grant networks. Okay. Um, like one is helloalice.com. You
0: okay, can sign up for yeah. the email
1: list. I'm always signing up for grants there. And a lot of people have told me, like, you told me to sign up for Hello Alice and you haven't got anything. Well, I, I was that same person that actually finally got something on Hello Alice. I'm like, wow, I for like <laughs> years of filling out grants, it pays off because, you know, it's just all about like, they really want to see information. They really want to see like, um, even though they might ask the same questions over and over, you just have to like, you know, be persistent. Another, um, another, uh, source I think is by, Oh, grants.com or something like that. Okay. But I'll have to draw, I'll have to send you some links and maybe you can add them to this definitely um, this yeah. video because uh-huh. I have lots of sources where I get like grants. grants well, that would
0: be wonderful. From. Yes. Yes. That'd be great information for our listeners. We definitely appreciate that.
1: Yes, absolutely. I don't mind sharing it all. Wonderful. So in starting your business,
0: did you have any business mentors or did you... Develop any along the way of your journey?
1: Yes, I would have to say that starting off, I used. So, what state are you in?
0: Florida.
1: You're in Florida. yeah. So I want to say that every state, I, I know that every city here in North Carolina has a small business center and yes. um, that small business center has so many resources. They have mentors, events, um, sometimes grants, you know, like mm-hmm. all different types of things. So I would always say to connect with your small business center here in North Carolina, there's one in every city. Um, well, sorry, one in every like... um. It's not a county a county. Or? county. Yes. yes. One in every county. Yes. yes. So one in every county. So I would check with your a small business center because they were a great resource for me. I would go and get, you know, ask questions and get free mentorship okay. all the time. So Wonderful. um mentorship is really important, starting off. So you can ask questions and brainstorm and you know get a second and third opinion about things. Right. So yeah so now i'm in this cohort and i am getting mentored by um by people still so yeah okay. i love it I, I love learning and just like yes it's never you can never know too much
0: right right i like that and <laughs> and a lot of times we think we have to do it all on our own and when we when it gets that gets too heavy. We are at the point where, okay, maybe this is too much for me, as opposed to reaching out for help. So I'm glad you um, you gave us those resources in Florida. I know it's the Small Business Administration, and we also have SCORE, the Broward County SCORE, um, which okay. is excellent. Yes. yeah. So those two resources I know we have here. So wherever you are, listeners, check out your Small Business Administration and see what type of resources they can provide you with. Yes,
1: absolutely. And also uh, community colleges. If you have any community colleges near you, a lot of community colleges have a um, small business center as well.
0: That's true. That's true. And I know sometimes they offer courses or workshops too.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Great. So did you have any models in your family for entrepreneurship or are you the first entrepreneur in your family?
1: No, actually, um, I was really inspired by my dad. He's an entrepreneur. He has a um, a tour company, like a tour and travel company. He owns okay. like passenger big passenger buses, and okay. he like takes people and travels. So he's why He was one of the first, um, the first, you know, people. The first person I saw, first people in my family that I saw, like really do entrepreneurship and take it like, I mean, take it to the next level because I've never like seen my dad work anywhere else but his business. (laughs) Wonderful. You know, so he's a huge inspiration.
0: Beautiful. Has he been um, a source for advice as you go along your journey of being a business owner? (laughs)
1: <laughs> absolutely even really. like when I was younger you know he would throw these little you know nuggets at me um you know because he I would go with him a lot because he would um he had vending machines and different places and uh-huh. I would go with him to like get the money out and trade in trade out the snacks and uh-huh. then he also was like he had uh properties that he would manage and so he was always like he always Jesus. had his hand in something yeah and he was always you know telling me you know little things like do always do good business, treat people right, Um, you know, just little customer service facts. I'm just like, wow, you know, and I really took that with me growing up. Um, So, yeah.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. It's great to have a role model like that in your family. Absolutely. looking Looking at your business, starting from the laundry detergent, what inspired you to expand to all the products you offer now? You offer soaps you offer candles you offer lotions you offer body creams what else do you offer
1: yeah so we offer a lot of different products um our best-selling product is eczema butter but we have body wash um like you said soaps essential oils uh luxury body oils all types of different natural products so who what we do is we cater to people with eczema and sensitive skin so even okay. if you don't have eczema you may have really sensitive skin you don't want all those um synthetics irritants right. um, those um uh, fragrances sulfates things like that in your products and so that's why we're here and um what really took me to create something more than laundry detergent was a Uh few things. So one, of course I had eczema and I also needed something else besides the laundry detergent to like help. Um, You know, I changed my diet. I changed my um, household cleaning products, mm-hmm. so there were like steps that I took, and then when I was ready, I was like, "Oh, let me make some skincare products for myself." And okay. also, my mom, she was go- she had went through like radiation because she had breast cancer, mm-hmm. and she had really, really dry patches, um, you know where her lymph nodes were, and she needed something that was really nourishing and um, moisturizing for that as well. So we just like was you know mixing and Dibbling, dabbling. And that's how we came with the formula eczema butter. And that's really how we kind of got off the ground by being really specific in who we are catering to. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of how We started, or how I started like expanding into more than just laundry detergent. Because I'm like, if you have eczema, yeah, you might need to change this, this, and this in your lifestyle. But like, we also need something to put on our skin too. That's not a steroid. Because the steroid creams were not working for me. Mm. And I was just done with them. I was just so sick of them.
0: Got you. Got you. (laughs) So you were, um, gave us a lot of good points in that. One was that you, identified who your target market was very clearly absolutely very clearly defined your target market and being that you are like the the model for your target market you looked at what else do I need you know what else could I use that I'm not finding out there in the market and you created from that space and also from your mother's needs so it was Mm -hmm. was all from a, a very good um very good point uh, or space that you expanded your market.
1: Very Thank good. You.
0: So, what has been your largest challenge in your business to date?
1: Hmm. Lar- I mean, there's a few, but the largest, I would say was initially figuring out how to grow my team and how to get more things on automation so that I wouldn't have to work so hard. Gotcha. Um now mind you I don't mind hard work, right? But mm-hmm. if there are ways to work smarter than and not harder, right. I'm all for it. I hear you. <laughs> so, um that was really a challenge for me because I was really burnt out. I was working my eight to five then right. um, I would leave there and I would go to esthetician school from five to nine and then come home, ship orders, uh, you know, answer emails and then do it all over the next day. So I had to figure out something that would work for me. Like, so I, so now I'm on to, I do a, have a consistent schedule. I schedule out my emails a month in advance to automatically send, Um, you know, I have people uh, that help me actually make the products and ship stuff Uh um, and, you know, just do small things that take up so much time, Uh (laughs) like opening soap boxes and putting the soap in there and cutting it and having to make it and all, you know, that whole process is really long and lengthy. So, Uh yeah, I think that's, um, that was one of my biggest challenges. Also, asking for help. Because when you know that you can do everything by yourself, you <laughs> feel like you have to do everything by yes, yourself. And then yes. when you do ask for help and those people that you ask for help from don't do everything the way you want them done, you're like, you know what? I could have done this myself. Right. So You had to get out of that, you know, that mindset of right. I have to do everything myself because it's my business. Right. Now, in order to grow, you have to have a team. You have to have help or it will be a disaster. Yes,
0: yes. So the bigger yes.
1: you get, you cannot do everything by yourself.
0: Exactly. And You made a very good point. You, In order to grow, if you plan on growing, and the goal is, hopefully that all entrepreneurs plan on growing the business, you are going to get to a point where you can't do it all yourself. So it's best to kind of preempt that and think about ways to get help along the way. Mm -hmm. so that you're not in a state of emergency, you know, trying to find help and train someone. And, and another point you made was what I think we struggle with a lot is perfectionism. Mm -hmm. Like perfectionism is a combination, I think, of perfectionism and control. Like no one can do it as good as I can. So let me do it. But you only have 24 hours in the day. So you have to relinquish some of that control. And if they do it, 85% 85% or 90% right, you have to be satisfied with that because yeah. it, nothing's ever gonna be perfect. So yeah. Absolutely. Deal with those issues as, as an entrepreneur, but those are the things that enable you to grow to your point. Okay. So when we talk about marketing, have you ever um enlisted the help of, of a professional in your business in the area of making marketing decisions, or any other type of efficiency efficiency decisions in your business?
1: Absolutely. So honestly, um, the way that we really grew organically was putting out Facebook ads. And I knew that having to do Facebook ads myself properly in order for them to actually attract potential leads to not only click but buy, I would need to hire a professional.
0: Okay. Because
1: I I I may know how to create a Facebook ad, but there are some things that they do on the back end that mm-hmm. just kind of work, they just kind of work their magic. And gotcha. I want to learn one day. I'm learning one of these days. <laughs> to but I did have to hire someone to run Facebook ads for us, and it's been a it's been a pretty good turnout. We get new leads every month, um. And you know that saying it takes money to make money, it really right. does. Now it doesn't take a lot of money to start a business. You mm. can go ahead and start that business with hundred dollars, two hundred dollars, whatever. I don't know what type of you know product someone right. will be doing, but you know for everybody listening, don't wait. Just because it takes money to make money, it does not take money to start a business. It doesn't take much money. Right. However, when you start getting going and you want, you're like, hmm, I really want to make a a a change and maybe do this full time or uh you know, you maybe have certain goals for your business. So my certain goal was to actually like create this as my income and also building generational wealth. Well, mm-hmm. I can't do that without, you know. I can't. I can't bring all the customers in. Right. So Facebook ads, Facebook ads allowed us to reach people in places we would never, never be, never be able to reach these people. Um, I'm not saying never, but like it is certain states that I just haven't been to, and we get customers. Right. From I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. you know. And also, yes, being consistent on social media as well. But as we all know, the algorithm is changing all the time, and mm-hmm. it's really hard for some pages to be seen because Instagram is like really only showing the big pages right, right now for some yes. reason. Everybody with a blue check and things like right. that. So it's really important for us not to depend on social media, but you had to have your own community. So build That's your email right. list, get your text message list together, you know, um, things like that to make sure that. You're, you know, social media is not the end all be all, but not
0: you. It's just an element of your arsenal.
1: Yes. Okay.
0: So when you look for someone to do your Facebook ads, where did you go to find that person?
1: Honestly, I kind of just ran into them like networking. Well, the first person I hired, he was a really good friend of mine and he kind of was trying to get his marketing business started. So um, we kind of worked together and um, he would help me run ads and, you know, of course I would pay him, but it wasn't as much as I would have to pay like an actual Already developed company. We were really just doing trial and error things. So gotcha. he really set my account the way it needed to be set. He would help me with different things um, on my website, and then I eventually went to another company, and um I found them on through a Facebook ad. Through a okay. Facebook ad. <laughs> okay. But a lot of people like the person I found out to do my website. I found them at a networking event. So okay. it just really depends. Um, Got gotcha. you. Yeah.
0: Got gotcha. you. So different places you. Gotcha. So when you're thinking about your business and has as how it has grown over the years, did you set um, revenue goals for each year and did you meet those goals or how did you focus on the growth of your business?
1: Yeah. So honestly, the growth of my business has really come from those Facebook ads and um, every, and also um, just putting, Like ourselves out into the community so Mm. we go to a lot of different markets and vendor events and things like that and meet new people face to face and um so about let's say eight times out of ten a lot of people that try our products want to tell their friends and family about it so that brings in you know uh revenue as well so I'm really grateful oh and we have an affiliate program sorry we have an affiliate program too That helps us like um, we and we give back to people that bring people into our company. So all those different things, even the soap classes, all those different things help us meet our goal every year. And for the past couple of years, we have been meeting, uh, meeting the goals and everything. However, Mm -hmm. you know, with a product based business, we still have a lot to pay, a lot to buy, a lot to do with the money we do make. So it's like, Mm -hmm. you know um, I'm working on that part so I can, I guess, see more fruits of the labor. You know what I mean? You.
0: Yes. Yes. You yeah. want to increase that profit line.
1: Absolutely.
0: Because you, you have the revenue coming in, but it's going towards expenses. Yeah. You want to grow that revenue so that you have a lot more left over at the end of the day. Yeah, It's <laughs> a lot of sense. So what do you enjoy most about being an entrepreneur?
1: Oh, I enjoy um, getting to be like my creative self every day because this is literally who I am. I grew uh-huh. up doing arts and crafts. I just love like, you know, I just love being who I am getting to be do that every day is very freeing and I also mm-hmm. enjoy the freedom that I get so mm-hmm. um of course I have to put in a lot of work work a lot of extra hours you know work beyond eight hours a day a lot of days mm-hmm. but I still have the flexibility within my schedule to you know kind of live life on my own terms a little more okay. and I enjoy that okay. very grateful.
0: beautiful and what would you say you like least about being an entrepreneur
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see what I like least about oh paperwork <laughs> um, yeah like you know when it comes time to run reports yes. and file my quarterly taxes uh-huh. um, you know it's just I don't like that I don't like that <laughs>
0: I feel that your whole body language changed. You said, oh, paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> so true, so too. you you rather, rather just, let me just make the product because that's yes. what happens, please. <laughs> yes,
1: that's all I want to do.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. So in growing um, your business and leading your business, sometimes we ask entrepreneurs, we we try things that don't work um, the way we thought they would. What is an experience you can share with us of something that you tried and it didn't turn out the way you thought it would, and what did you learn from that experience?
1: Hmm. One thing that I tried that didn't work out. Um. Well, well, I could say a few things. Try to think of something. That has a good story behind it. Um, <laughs> let's see. Oh, I mean, there are a few things. So I would say one thing that comes to mind that I tried and didn't work out was um, the, our shipping. When I first started shipping products, I just was just like, you know, put them in the box, put some paper on them and ship them out. Uh-huh. When I got that first uh busted laundry detergent that got to a customer, I'm just like, oh my God. Oh so my I had to figure out a better way, a better method to like, you know, ship products. And um, yeah, that's one thing that just came to mind. Of course, there are a bunch of things as an entrepreneur right. that we try and right. don't work out so well, right. but- yeah, um, I think it was the boxes we were trying to ship them in. They were a little too flimsy, and then it also needed like one of those seals at the top. So it uh-huh. actually helped me with my efficiency process. Right. You know, some things have to happen in order for you to learn your lesson. But
0: exactly, you learn
1: our lesson
0: exactly. I love that because that's so true. And I, and I feel like one of the things that that's really good about starting out gradually building your business is that you give yourself the opportunity to learn those lessons, you know, before you're sending out a hundred, you know, boxes of detergent, you're sending out a couple and then you can fix it. So when you get to a hundred different customers, you have that fix and it's not such a big loss. Yes. So if we can just look at the situation, the way you did, like, okay, it made me more efficient. And I saw exactly how I needed to change that then uh, we can see the benefit in that because in every lesson there's something to be learned and something to make you better.
1: <laughs> yes, it is. It really is.
0: So do you ever um look at your competition and see what they're doing and if so, what do you garner from that?
1: Oh, girl, all the time. <laughs> I'm going to say I'm going to say all the time because I really try to uh stay focused and not compare my business to other businesses because I really try to just stay in my lane however mm-hmm. when I'm trying to like um let's see do some research on a certain certain thing mm-hmm. I may look at my competition and see if you know what they're doing or you know how they're doing it mm-hmm. um and then kind of okay well I'm gonna take it and make it my own way if that makes right. Any sense right but I'm not going to say um, that I'm really that, uh, I really don't pay attention to my competition that much, but I they're on my radar. You know, that I know who they good. are, but my. I also feel like there's, everybody had like, back to everybody has their own customers. Like mm-hmm. every, your people are going to come to you. So if I spend all my time worrying about my competition, then I'm just like, you know, not focused on what I have going on with Lizzie's On Natural Products. So I kind of had to get away from that, like always going to their pages. Oh, what are they doing? Oh, what they post? You know, like Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. I really had to stay focused because I can get distracted easily.
0: Got you, got you. So you're, you're saying that you stay focused on your business. You may look at competitors to get ideas about what they're doing for a certain thing, but you're not looking at them to compare yourself to them. You're looking at them to get information. That's research. Because um, I think one of the cool things is about the internet is that we don't have to reinvent the wheel. We can look and see what someone has done. You know, okay, I want to do this. Let me see how this company did it, you know, mm-hmm. and get inspiration from it. To cut down the time, it would take us to try to figure it all out on our own. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good point to make. Not to compare, but it's research to um, go on and what the process is to, to make your time more efficient.
1: Absolutely. Like, I love looking at other companies' packaging. Like, I love seeing... How everybody's packaged their items, like, hmm, okay, you know, should I get a box? Should I just keep it in a jar? You know, just different ideas like that.
0: Wonderful. So, being an entrepreneur, we talked about um wearing all the hats (laughs) we have to wear. And one of the things that I'm passionate about is incorporate incorporating wellness into the process of being an entrepreneur, not forgetting to fill our own cup and take care of ourselves. So how do you incorporate wellness into your lifestyle so that you don't lose yourself in working all the time?
1: Absolutely. That's a great question because when I first started, I had no boundaries. Okay. Like Mm -hmm. I'm answering customer emails at 10 o'clock at night, (laughs) you know, like I'm, you know, doing work at two o'clock in the morning, which is nothing wrong with that. If something needs to be done, but for it to be repetitive every single night, it just like, it just consumed my life so much. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, after I realized that I was just burned out I started to put some boundaries up in my personal life and my business life okay. so like I uh go on d d from like 8 to 8 from 8 p.m to 8 a.m every every day um I you know only my family can contact me or people that I let in my list gotcha. um can contact me because my phone will go on d d um I don't respond to emails after like 6 or 7 p.m um so it's just a few things um, on Mondays, like if I work on the weekends, like last weekend, I worked Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So okay. I took Monday off. I try to take Mondays for me. It's like my me Mondays. Okay, <laughs> you know, okay. Um, I like I'll,
0: that.
1: Yeah, I'll do some, I will do a little bit of admin work, but for the most part, I'm at home, I may go exercise. I'm just doing whatever I want to do that day. If mm-hmm. I want to take a nap, I'm going to take a nap.
0: Okay. I love that. I love that. Me Mondays. Because <laughs> as you said, if you are participating in those um market events on the weekends, you know, because that's when they happen a lot. Mm-hmm. You recuperate by giving yourself that Monday. I like that. I like
1: that. Yes. So yes. when you think
0: about healing yourself spiritually and mentally, because I think mental health is very important. What are some of the practices or the activities that you utilize for that?
1: Um so let's see. I work out. I'll try to work out at least like two two times a week, sometimes three. Um I always I'm always walking. I'm mm-hmm. always doing walking somewhere. I love to mm-hmm. walk. Um, I take a lot of time just to sit, reflect, meditate, journal. Like when what I do have the time like at night, before I go to bed, um, or early morning, early in the morning when I wake up, you know, I may just re, I may just take some time to like you know get my thoughts together and and plan out my day. Um, I was going to therapy. Um, and I haven't seen my therapist in like probably a little over a month. I need to book an appointment, but <laughs> I was going to therapy like every, every month uh-huh. um, just to just to talk and get some things yeah. off my chest, you know, because there are things that happen in your personal life that you don't need to bring into your business life. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, those are some of the the practices I would say that, that I do and nap. I love to take a nap and I oh, love to wonderful. sleep. <laughs>
0: Wonderful. I love that. I love that. You dropped a lot of great gems. You um, said you meditate, you journal, you exercise, you go walking. I was speaking with a psychiatrist, uh, uh, another Black woman entrepreneur, and she was saying that exercise is known to work in your system and for your mental health as much as taking an antidepressant. So exercise can replace an antidepressant depressant so I'm like wow really (laughs) so it's like it's medicine for your mental and physical body
1: and Mm -hmm. I didn't know
0: that so she shared that with me so that's it's very good that you go walking and you exercise so exercise meditation you journal you um take time in the morning to plan your day and that's key too because a lot of times we can feel scattered but once you've put written down a plan, you're like, okay, you feel so much better. You know, yes. it's organized now. Now I know where to start and where to end. So that's wonderful. Something else. What else did you say? You said something else that I, I want to make sure that our listeners capture. Oh, oh, the yes, oh, I go to
1: therapy.
0: Yes, therapy. Oh yeah, therapy and the nap. I, let's talk about the nap first. Naps, I think, are so healthy. <laughs> yes.
1: They're so healthy
0: for us. And I think it's um, great that we're talking about this because some people feel guilty about resting when they feel like they need to rest. Like your body says, I'm tired. And you are saying, oh, but I need to get this done and that done and that done. You know, how can I rest? There's so much to be done. There will always be something else to be done, but you should honor the messages. Your body, it's your body talking to you You should honor those messages and rest when it tells you need to rest. Yes. What your brain power that you're trying to use to complete all these tasks is just being drained. Mm -hmm. And if you rest, you're refilled. You can do them a lot quicker, a lot more efficient, a lot better, be a lot more effective. So yes, I love that you say you nap. You nap and you love to sleep. (laughs) Wonderful. And then therapy. I think everyone should have a therapist. And I love that you said, uh, it's been about a month, I need to schedule an appointment. Yes, on the regular, we need to be able to talk out things and express ourselves and deal with things we're feeling that we don't understand or even just stress, you know, being able to take that moment to feel free to talk about, you know, those things and, and not feel like we have to be superwoman all the time and just press things down and keep going mm-hmm. so i love that you said that on the regular you have a therapist i think we all need therapists but especially as black women and black women in business
1: yes we
0: definitely need that to maintain our mental and emotional health so thanks for sharing that
1: absolutely because we have to stay you know calm and cool and relaxed and
0: yes you and know the customer service all yes. smile and yes you got to have something filled up in you to be able to do that
1: yes absolutely
0: <laughs> so talking about all the things we um have spoken about we might have um hit on some of these but what are the three important things you feel that we as black women in business should manage or be aware of or focus on when we're tending to our personal well-being.
1: Um, I think you kind of touched on it a little bit ago when you said, "Um, just listening to yourself," and um, I think that listening to our our body and our guts our gut feeling you know when you have a bad feeling about something or when you have Um, a good feeling about something mm. listen to your gut i am learning this as i go along like i'll think something in my head, and I'm like, no, my gut's telling me to do this, but you know what? I really want to do this. Like, not my gut. I yes. really, do this. <laughs> yes, I, I want to do. And then I'm like, dang, you know what? I should really listen to my inner self that was telling me not to do that. Yes. So, um, I would really say just listen to your body. Listen, just listen. Be get in tune with who you are and your body, because so many people like are so off beat with their, with themselves because they don't listen to what their body is telling them. So if you don't listen to something so, so much, eventually you're, you're not even going to know what it's telling you because it's, it's not on your radar, yes. you know, it's just, it just doesn't, it just doesn't make sense. Yes. But when you tap in and you're like, and you're like, how do I tap in? I don't, I can't tell you how to tap in. Everybody uh-huh. has their own way of tapping into themselves. But for me, I take my, my time to recharge and rest and spend time with myself, not talking to anybody, listening to my inner thoughts, journaling, and just like taking it slow. Because I used to be like on the go all the time and stressing mm-hmm. myself out for no reason. But I, then I started like listening to my inner. So that's something I learned in therapy, but to like go with my gut. Mm -hmm. even though i do that sometimes you know stuff but you need like reassurance sometimes in life. yes yes (laughs) so i feel like people that may not think they need therapy will actually go to therapy and like oh my god you know what this is i really needed this session i need to get something off my chest you don't even realize it so i would would just say that start there
0: okay wonderful wonder i love what you said about getting in tune with yourself, because a lot of us, we look for the answers outside of us. We look for affirmation outside of us. We look for, we value other people's ideals and opinion more than what's going on inside of us. And one thing with, um, when you talk about listening to your gut and your intuition and your body, it's kind of like who is going to Who's going to take care of you best? Yourself, who's you're wired for self-preservation. So yourself and the knowledge within you that surpass logic, because like you said, that that voice within within can tell you to do ABC, but your mind says, no, I want to do EFG. But that voice within is so much wiser than your logic, than your mind could ever figure out. That voice within is so much wiser. So if you just say, okay, I'm gonna do what you said, I, ain't what I want to do, because <laughs> EFG is flashier and I like that better, you know, but I go with you. And just I think take small steps into trusting it. And trusting it and seeing how things turn out. Absolutely. And then, yeah, and then getting more used to tuning in to you. And you made a great point. Um that it starts with that quiet time that's why a lot of people start with meditation because it helps them to go in and just begin that process of listening even if you meditate five minutes or ten minutes it just helps you go in and remember what it feels like to get quiet with you mm-hmm. and from there you can grow and grow and grow and be like okay my intuition is on all the time is right. So I'm just going to go with it. I, no matter what's going on out there that makes me think I should do something else, I'm going to trust it because it usually is right, right? Mm-hmm. It is. For
1: so real, thank you
0: yes. for all that wonderful information. And
1: of course, you
0: talked about your soap and your candle making classes, but are, what upcoming events do you have that you can share with us so that our listeners can be aware of?
1: Um, so like, uh, like vendor events, like markets that we're going to,
0: um, yes. And things that you're putting on yourself.
1: Um, okay. So we have our, I'm looking at my calendar here. Okay. (laughs) So we have our, um, soap and candle making class. Well, a soap class on September the 23rd from 12 to 2 PM. That's going to be at our shop. And then we, day. Um, in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, downtown.
0: Okay, okay. Yes.
1: And then on that same day, we're having a bouquet and candle making class. I'm collaborating with a local florist and she grows her own like um flowers. And oh, wow. she's coming in to help people put these beautiful bouquets together. And then I'll be facilitating the candle pouring. So every participant will leave with a really curated creative bouquet that they want to make like you can create it however you want to make it and then your own candle um oh, wow. so that's happening since the 23rd and mm-hmm. if you visit our website at productsbylizzie.com that's l-i-z-z-i-e and click on the classes tab at the top of the page Um, it will take you directly to um, that link and give you more information
0: okay wonderful wonderful that sounds like a beautiful event i wish i was there for that <laughs> to fill a bouquet of flowers and then have a candle too and take that home with you. Oh, that sounds beautiful. What a wonderful idea. Do you have any, any, um, donation drives coming up for your company? Yes.
1: And (laughs) we're also doing a sock drive, um, this month. So it ends on September the 22nd. I think we already have like 26 pairs donated and we're going to, um, take them to a local shelter, you know, uh, Look, the cold, the cold weather is coming up and I have a really like soft spot when it comes to the cold and um, people that may not, you know, be as fortunate. So like last year we did a blanket drive. Oh, nice. um and this year we're gonna we might do a blanket drive again after the sock drive but um mm-hmm. right now we are doing our sock drive and you can donate any type of new socks you can even donate them from any other state if you want to just um ship them to us to our uh shop and um that's at 101 north chestnut street Salem north carolina 27127 but our, everything is on the website also
0: got you got you wonderful wonderful thank you for sharing those
1: Yes, great seals. I'm great. just
0: I'm still on that bouquet and candle. I'm just jealous. I, I really want to be there for that.
1: Come on now. So We'd love to have you okay. You.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but anyone who's in the area should definitely take advantage of that. I I I can only imagine. So we're going to now shift to asking you a couple of personal, fun personal questions. So that our listeners get to know a little bit more about you personally. Before I do that, though, I noticed that you said um, you had you were when you were working full time, you went to um, take some classes after work.
1: Oh yes, so I got my esthetician license. So, um I also do spa services at our shop. Me and another esthetician we work together and we provide services such like uh facials, back facials, um high frequency, um different skincare treatments and okay. we have a spa in our shop as well.
0: Okay. Now did that license assist you in producing your products or just offering these additional services?
1: just offer additional services got you okay got you
0: okay wonderful so you have a full circle you know services that you offer
1: products and services
0: beautiful beautiful okay so now let's get to the fun part first let's start with travel what would you say is your either your favorite place to travel to or the place you dream of traveling to
1: Oh, so just choose one of those.
0: You can tell us both.
1: Okay, so my favorite place to travel to is L.A. Okay. And my place that I've always wanted to go is Bali.
0: Oh, yes, I'm with you in Bali. So why is L.A. your favorite place to travel to?
1: Oh, it's just so beautiful. Like, the culture there is just... Uh-huh amazing the food is good so i'm uh-huh. vegan and i can always find oh, good yes. food in la that's true um, yes <laughs> yeah um the weather is beautiful like it's just so many i don't think i could ever live there i mean maybe maybe in the future but right now i just really love visiting so far Got i've been you. twice and i'm looking forward to going again next year
0: <laughs> Got you. it's a wonderful getaway for you <laughs> yeah Okay. That kind of leads us into the second one. When, we talk, when you think about food or cuisine, what's your favorite food, meal, or cuisine?
1: My favorite food, I would have to say right now is uh, tacos or a yellow curry. Okay. okay. <laughs> I know two different, like either Mexican or Thai. Yes. Thimes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: But that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> so um, you said that you're vegan. Did you, t- was that part of your di- dietary change for your eczema?
1: Yes and no. So I started going vegetarian now, I've been vegetarian for about six years now. I just recently decided to go full vegan because I was vegan-ish, you know, I was dibbling, dabbling in cheese, right. but now I finally decided to let it go because it definitely flares my eczema up. Like, oh. it's no doubt about it. Every time I eat, like, cheese or ice cream, my skin itches like crazy, but oh. cheese and ice cream are so good, I just was <laughs> like, you know, I eat it every now and then, Right. But now- I deciding to give it up. So, uh, pray for me, but, um, yeah, <laughs> going vegetarian was definitely, um, one of the reasons, um, well, my eczema was definitely one of the reasons I went vegetarian.
0: Okay. Wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. Great information. <laughs> so when you think about hobby, what would you say your favorite hobby is?
1: My favorite hobby is actually bowling. I bowl in a bowling league oh, every week. Oh, I'm actually going oh, bowling tonight. Tonight's okay. my last night of my league. So let me tell you, I used to bowl all the time, my grandmother. And when she passed, my aunt gave me her shoes and her ball. And recently, you know, um, well, about maybe a year and a half ago, you know, I went through some things in my life. I was like, you know what? I need an outlet. So I started bowling, and it's oh, just my. like been like it not so fun oh
0: wonderful wonderful yeah. that's
1: what I do on Monday I used to bowl on Mondays Remember, I told you I would take Mondays off right, um, right but my new league started on Wednesdays so I had to like carve out time on Wednesdays to go bowling but it's worth it it's fun
0: nice nice <laughs> I love that I love even more that it was something you used to share with your grandmother because that yes. makes it even more healing for you
1: yes I bowl yeah. with her um her shoes every single week
0: Wow. (laughs) That's wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Okay, but thank you so much. Um oh one last question. Yeah. What's your favorite childhood game? Favorite
1: childhood game. Hide and go seek. (laughs) Somebody else told me that. (laughs) Hide and go seek for sure. That was so fun.
0: (laughs) Wonderful, wonderful. I love that. Love that. Well. I almost called you Lizzie. We're Christine.
1: We're fine. fine. You can call me Lizzie if you want to. That's totally
0: fine. Thank you so much for being with us here today. You shared so many wonderful gems that I'm sure are going to help our listeners in their entrepreneur pursuits. We appreciate all that you're doing for the people with sensitive skin. Um, And we look forward to you coming back to visit us sometime soon.
1: Yes. Thank you so much for having me, Lynette. Oh, I've had so much fun talking to you. I really appreciate your time and your energy today.
0: (laughs) Thank you. So, and I want to encourage our listeners to please visit the website. Can give us the website one last time.
1: Absolutely. So it's productsbylizzie.com. That's L I Z Z I E. Or you can follow us on social media, um, Instagram or Facebook at Products by Lizzie, L I Z Z I E, or TikTok.
0: Okay. So TikTok, Instagram, or visit that website to find out about recent re- upcoming events that are going on and see her beautiful products. But thank Yay. you so much again. Enjoy the rest of your day. And we definitely look forward to talking to you in the future.
1: Thank you. Bye. Bye.
0: If you enjoyed today's show, as we hope you did, please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode and please rate us five stars and leave a review. We appreciate you so much. We'd love it if you spread the word on social media using the hashtag SavorLiving22 That's S-A-V-O-R Living 22 I'm Lynette Cottrell and you've been listening to Women of Color in Business a holistic business Sister Circle.